Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Janine, Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. We're going into the holiday season now. For the next month, you're going to be looking at sweets. You're going to be looking at candy. They're going to have it at the office. They'll have it at parties. You'll see it at the stores. You'll say, oh, this isn't really going to matter, and you're going to eat it, and then you're even going to be even more worried about it. But you know what? Enjoy the holidays as I'm enjoying them, and just enjoy yourself. Uh, uh, And as always, by the way, uh, we are armed and ready to serve our great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, A lot going on in America this week, and we're going to talk about those topics. I've got two great guests today. One gentleman, his name is Lee Williams. He is known as the gun writer. He is with the Second Amendment Foundation uh, and a very knowledgeable guy as it relates to guns. As uh, Joe Biden says, he's going to renew his call for an assault weapons ban. Uh, and we also have uh, Sheriff Mark Donnells uh, uh, on the border in Cochise County, Arizona. Yes, there is a Cochise County in Arizona. I have been there several times. Uh, letting us know what is going on at the border and after the midterms, is anything going to change? And I uh, I suspect not a lot, but we'll hear from him this morning. So let's talk a little bit about the week and what is going on. We finally got a farewell from uh, uh, Dr. Fauci, and uh, he actually had his last presser, and he's saying that the greatest danger right now is the danger of the unvaxxed in America. Well, you know what's absolutely crazy? The craziest part of it is that more people have died. The most people who've died in America have died when after they've been vaccinated. I mean, explain that for me. So when Fauci goes in his last press conference and uh, he talks about, you know, what we need to do, you know, this one-man dictator who decided what needed to be done as opposed to a team of experts, you know, uh, and he was asked where COVID came from. Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, shuts down the reporter's question of Fauci on the COVID origin, and she says, I'm done with you. Take a listen to this, folks. This is Karine Jean-Pierre actually yelling at a reporter who in Dr. Fauci's last presser wants to know what is the origin of COVID? Take a listen. Dr. Fauci, um, only only 13% of- Hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. You're being disrespectful to your colleagues and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy. She has, Jeremy. she has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. And Dr. Fauci is the best person I, to answer. I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Folks, if that doesn't burn you, I don't know what does. The role of a press secretary is to provide information from the administration to the American people. The role of the press secretary is to inform. It's to identify the issues. Talk about what's going on in America. This woman, Karine Jean-Pierre, who is yelling at a reporter, who asked the most, one of the most important questions of the last year, if not the last decade, 
what is the origin of COVID? And she shuts it down in a disrespectful, combative way, saying, I'm not doing it this way. Are you kidding? This She's a spin doctor. She's nothing more than a spin person. You know, she reminds me of a school teacher who, in response to a student's question that she doesn't know the answer to, yells at the student and shuts down the whole class. This is not acceptable in America. And part of the reason, I assume, is because they don't want you to know what the role of Fauci in funding this gang of function information with the Echo Alliance help organization. That's why she didn't want to get an answer to it. And now that we know that vaccinated people make up a majority of COVID deaths, for the first time, the number of Americans dying from the coronavirus received the least a series of the vaccine. 58% of coronavirus deaths were people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to the analysis conducted for Health 202 by the vice president of the family, uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation. Look, American people have a right to know. Anthony Fauci is gone. I don't know if we'll ever hear from him again, but I'll tell you what. When Congress, when the Republican Congress gets in there, they need to put this man under oath. Eight million people have died across the country, more than one million Americans. We need to know where this came from. We need to know if the Americans were funding any part of this that got out of that lab. And I think that we will see going forward in a Congress under Kevin McCarthy who's going to get at answers. And at that final press conference, the man who was in charge of the nation's response to COVID, it was a fair question to ask, given millions who have died, a simple question about the origins of COVID. And so today, later on in the show, you're going to hear from people talking about all of this, as well as the border crisis that is getting even worse. And that same Congress going after Secretary Mayorkas, who continues to lie to the American people, telling us that the border is closed. So up next on the Judge Janine Tunnels of Towers Foundation show, we will be speaking with the Second Amendment advocate, Lee Williams. And joining us later will be Cochise, Arizona County Sheriff Mark Donnells, coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a very impressive guy. He's the chief editor of the Second Amendment Foundation's investigative reporting project. He is known, listen to this, guys, he is known as the gun writer. So, writer. Please join me in welcoming former police officer and now journalist Lee Williams to the show. Uh, Lee, thanks so much for joining us. I know you an Army veteran, former police officer, known as the gun rider. Uh, you are also chief editor of the Second Amendment Foundation's uh, investigative reporting project. And uh, you were an editor for a daily newspaper. So you've been around a lot. You've earned more than a dozen national journalism awards. So uh, let's leave it at that. Uh, one more thing. Three medals of valor is a cop. You're an avid tactical shooter. Enough said. All right. Now, 
I'm a I'm an avid uh, Second Amendment rights person. Uh, I believe in the right of people to uh, to have guns and to possess guns. Uh, and I don't think the government has any right in limiting that. Uh, I also believe that our right to defend ourselves is a God-given right. It's not something that the government gave us. So let's get that out of the way. So, Lee, what we're seeing in this country now is all of these mass shooters, just recently uh, the one at the uh, at the gay nightclub uh, and, uh, you know, Colorado. Uh, and I don't have to go through all of them, but people are starting to say, you know what, what is going on in this country with guns? What's your take? Well, good morning, Your Honor. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, we live in a world where with freedoms, and unfortunately there are some bad people out there, and they just need to be excised from our, the rest of the community. I know uh, Joe Biden is has jumped on this. He jumped on the, the shooting in Raleigh and the University of Virginia, and he's calling for an assault weapon ban. Um, unfortunately, his, his I don't think he knows what he's talking about. His comments that he made the other day, actually yesterday about these shootings and about the ban, uh, make it sound as though he's trying to ban semi-autos uh, yeah, and yeah. in addition to uh, quote-unquote assault weapons. I don't think he knows the difference uh, between uh, an assault weapon and a semi-auto. Well, an AR, the most common rifle in America now, is certainly a semi-auto. Not, not all semi-autos are ARs. And all right, but... Calling- Lee, Lee Williams, and, and I apologize for, for interrupting you. It's not just him. Most of America doesn't know the difference. All they know is that, you know, you call anything an automatic weapon and, you know, the left right. goes crazy. They don't distinguish between semi and full auto. Correct. But there are semi-auto handguns, uh, hunting shotguns, hunting rifles. And, and Biden, we, we always knew that his goal was more than coming after our our ARs and our AKs, we, now we know the, the actual truth, that he's coming after all semi-automatic firearms. And uh, he said the quiet part out loud yesterday, quite frankly. Yes. Um, it's something that we all knew. That, that's the true goal. I don't think Joe knows too much about guns. I, I mean, Ron Klain and Susan Rice, who are actually running the White House, especially the war on guns, they give him a few talking points, they send him out, but he can't support what, what he's told because he doesn't understand the issue. Well, you know what, Lee Williams, uh, yeah, gun rights uh, activist, the, the truth is I'm not sure Joe Biden understands anything. But, you know, let's get that <laughs> off the table. One of the yes, things that saves us, though, is that the United States Supreme Court has repeatedly upheld the right of Americans to possess weapons. You know, there may be limitations in certain areas, but, you know, the biggest decision that came down, uh, a case out of uh, New York, where the Supreme Court said, no, 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 you can't keep chipping away, chipping away, and ultimately taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. But isn't the issue more about mental illness with, with these some of these people with weapons? I know as a prosecutor for 30 years, I had one case, one case, where someone used a legal gun to kill someone. One case. And, you know, I didn't live in a small county. And everything is with an illegal gun. But you don't see the Justice Department going crazy, going after gun trafficking. They'd rather just use the issue as opposed to, you know, recognizing that they have a, they have a role to play. Yeah, Joe has weaponized the ATF. And like you said, they're not going after the bad guys. They're going after the mom and pop gun dealers. They're, they're going after individual gun owners. They just started these horribly unconstitutional, quote unquote, knock and talks. 
where they, they're knocking on people's doors that may have bought more than one gun at a time. Incredibly unconstitutional. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lee Williams, stop. What is a knock and talk? What is that? We have ATF agents that are knocking on people's doors unannounced. They don't have any search warrant, and they're demanding to see their firearms because the, the, the homeowner may have purchased more than one firearm on one occasion. They may have bought a couple of guns. Well, they want to make sure they're not straw purchases, Your Honor. And none of these guys are. I mean, they, you know, I've bought a couple guns uh, uh, from a certain dealer every now and then, but they're using it as an excuse. That it's scaring the hell out of the, the homeowners. Trust me. Uh, we've had some videos of it. some of these guys have those ring camera videos. Yes. And they, they document what these ATF guys are telling them. Go get your guns. We want to see them. Uh, they've also done them for, for accessories, uh, solvent traps or guys that may have bought uh, a special trigger. Uh, he's weaponized the ATF, Joe has, to go after mom-and-pop Americans and mom-and-pop gun dealers while the bad guys, the gangs that are overrunning these cities, they go unmolested. That is amazing. Uh, you know what? I never heard of this knock and talk. You know, it, it, you have a right to buy two guns if you want. The, the Constitution doesn't limit it. But the right now, what we're facing, though, is a society that uh, is more and more uh, sensitized uh, to the to the fact that that it's the guns that are involved in the mass killings and they don't want to see it anymore. And how do we distinguish or educate people that, you know, it's not the gun, it's the person. Absolutely. I think the best way to end these damn mass shootings is by very strict accountability. I would hold parents accountable. I would hold law enforcement accountable, like we saw in Uvalde and in Parkland here in Florida. You know, if the cops aren't going to do their jobs, they should, they should know. It should be inculcated in those police departments that if you're not going to take action, you're going to be gone. And, and finally, you know, it, it comes down to parents, too, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, if you notice changes in your child's behavior and, and you don't have secure storage of your firearms, I think these parents should be held criminally accountable, too. Well, I, I always felt that uh, also. In fact, I remember there was a there was a child uh, when I was a prosecutor who ended up taking a gun, uh, an illegal gun, I think, uh, and killing his sister or something. And I prosecuted the parent uh, for uh, I forget what the exact crime was, but for allowing the child access. And I got jail time. Uh, we've got to do that more often. But, you know, you need prosecutors who are willing to go to, to make sure that these kinds of, you know, collateral crimes are prosecuted as well. But how do you convince society that we need to have guns besides the fact that we're a free society? I mean, people don't recognize that law abiding gun owners are not the ones who are killing people. I mean, no, you know, we, the stats. We certainly aren't. Um, I don't want to convince anybody of anything, quite frankly. The U.S. Constitution gives me the right to keep and bear arms, and the Supreme Court has said that's an individual right. I take my personal security very seriously, uh, given my background, and I want the best tool to defend myself and my family. For me, that happens to be an AR. Um, And if people don't like that, tough, quite frankly. Well, but— But what what do you see as, you know, Joe Biden saying, you know, at this point that, you know, he's going to he's going to get rid of the uh, assault weapons and obviously uh, the assault weapon ban. And he doesn't even distinguish what he's talking about. But the truth is that um, that that in addition to that, you know, there are also states that are limiting the purchase of gun ammo. 
How do how yeah. do you deal with that? Well, you're going to have to start electing the right people. Joe is not going to get an assault weapon ban through Congress. Thank God we've got the filibuster. We've got, you know, even Dems on there like Manchin and Cinema and Tester. They know damn well they could never go home if they vote for an assault weapon ban, especially in Montana. At the local level, that's what scares me, and that's what concerns me more. Because mm-hmm. right now, but I, I think we're changing, Your Honor. I mean, there are 25 states with constitutional carry, which do not require gun owners to bend the knee and beg permission from the government to, to exercise their God-given right to carry and defend themselves. I think it's coming, and I think that's what scares the hell out of the gun ban industry. Well, I, you know, I live in New York, Lee Williams, you know, oh, the, the, the gun writer to my listeners, if you're just uh, listening in. Um, you know, I live in New York where ev- even with the with the Supreme Court saying, you know, that yeah. you have the right uh, to carry a weapon, even in New York City. Uh, they're like, um, you know, we're going to change the law again. They don't care. They just want to arrest people. And as opposed to changing the law that allows us to jail these people, as opposed to getting, uh, you know, prosecutors who are interested in, 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 in prosecuting these gun trafficking crimes, they'd rather go after the law-abiding citizens. And I'm, I'm telling you, I am more and more concerned every day because the Democrats are very, very uh, ginned up by the abortion issue. We saw it in the midterms. And I yes, think it's ma'am. going to translate to guns. The more and more we see these these shootings, these mass shootings, and I think it's mental illness. And I got to tell you another thing, Lee, and tell me if you disagree. But you know, we as a society, you know, we said I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago, you know, enough of this mental illness, hospitalizing these people, let them all out. Well, they're out. They're all yeah. out. And they are a danger to the community, whether they're homeless with weapons or whether they're kids who are mentally ill or parents. Or, uh, it is it, The mental illness problem is, is very much a part of this, and they get their hands on guns. Sure, we can go yeah, after the do. parents, but what, what about the mental illness? I mean, you've thought about this, Lee Williams. Talk to me. Well, the one thing that uh, Obama said at one point that I agree with was it should be as easy, you know, it should be easy to get some some mental health treatment. I, I wish we had clinics on every block where you can walk a kid in or walk a young adult in and, and have them sit down and talk to somebody. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I wish it could. I wish it did, because you're absolutely right. Mental illness is causing all of these issues. I think there are factors that exacerbate it. I think I think the media does did not help. Uh, I mean, look at what we were told about those damn Columbine killers. We were told how they dressed, what they wrote in their journals, what they listened to, plotting the plotting their murders. So where where can people listen or read about you know what is happening in America, what legal gun owners uh, are arguing, they're saying, and what their positions are. They can go to my, my site, which is the gun writer, the gunwriter.substack.com. A writer, to, it's W-R-I-T-E-R, not R-A-D-E-R. Correct. <laughs> or they can go to the Second Amendment Foundation, which is saf.org. Saf.org, Second Amendment Foundation. All right. Well, what do you think? What do you think looking forward? Uh, we've had, according to Biden, over 600 mass shootings in the past year uh, based upon their theory that four makes it a mass shooting. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough year for gun owners. I think that uh, the left is going to continue to fight. But what do you see going forward, Lee Williams? I think it's going to be a tough year until we get rid of him. I honestly do. I'm right there with you. I think he's going to throw up as much crap as he can and hope some of it sticks to the wall. 
Well, uh, let's hope that people listen to uh, your Second Amendment uh, Foundation investigative reporting project, SAF.org. Lee Williams, God bless you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. uh, And keep fighting the good fight. Thank you so much, Your Honor. All right. Great to have you on. And never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Joining us now is the sheriff of Cochise County in Arizona, a man who has been at the border for many years struggling to try to provide safety and security for people in this country uh, from those who literally are invading our country. Sheriff Mark Donnells, thanks so much for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers show. Now, I've been out to the border twice, uh, actually three times, twice with you, Sheriff Donnells. What is it like today uh, as, as compared to when I was out there several years ago? Well, thanks for having me, Judge, and happy Thanksgiving. Let, let me just say this, that where we were last time you were here compared to we, where we're at today is, is night and day. Uh, it's such a drastic contrast to what we've seen in the past. Uh, remember, if we go back to 2019, I was bragging to you and others how we made Cochise County one of the safest counties. I remember that. I can't say, remember that? Yep. I can't say that no more. And, and I can back it up like this. Arizona has a new law. Uh, to the smuggling uh, law, if you smuggle people for profit, we can charge you. It's a class two felony, which ranges up into the, the homicide classifications. So in 47 days, uh, we've arrested 91 individuals, suspects for smuggling uh, in my county. And since January, we've arrested over 1,400 people for border-related crimes in my county alone. Okay, that that's for border-related crime. Sorry, Sheriff Mark Donnells. We're not talking about people just entering illegally. We're talking about crimes that they're committing. That's 100% correct. These are people that have committed state crimes from smuggling, coming to my county from all over the country, to partake in criminal behavior. So these are drugs, stolen vehicles, you name it, murder, for example. I mean, you name it, I've seen it. It's a real bad situation that we're in right now. It's the worst I've seen in my 38 years. And I'm just going to say this, we're absent to federal government. And I'll say this too, Secretary Mayorkas continues to promote the fact that you know, it, he wants a humanitarian process on our border. Those are cheap words, and I mean yeah. that. 
thousands of people have died on the 31 border counties uh, this fiscal year, or let me rephrase that, since Biden has taken office, over right. 1,000, and we're ignoring that. That's humanitarian at its worst. People have died on U.S. soil coming to our country. Well, so you're saying 1,000? Yeah, 1,000 plus people have died on U.S. soil coming to our country uh, illegally uh, from exposure, violence, you name it. And we're ignoring that. The, the federal government is ignoring that. And then you look at the 5 million people, the 1 million, one million gotaways. There is nothing. When you look at public safety, national security, humanitarian, nothing that I can tell you right now is going on in my county or my fellow colleagues on the border that's working. That is an amazing number. You know, we hear things like, you know, maybe seven or eight who drowned and then maybe 53 in one of the trucks. But you're saying a thousand plus have actually died once they've crossed into the United States from the from what they are from the travel or from crime. What is it from? It's from exposure, it's from drowning, uh, you name car accidents, you name it. I mean, these are people from. Uh, from Texas to California that have died that nobody's talking about. The National Sheriff Association, partaking with my county and several others, we actually put a photo album together of all the, the migrants that came in our country illegally that have died and wow. sent to the 3,000 sheriffs and said, we all need to unite on this. This is not Cochise County's problem. This is not Texas' problem. This is America's problem. And as long as we're absent, President Biden and his administration, Secretary Mayorkas, that continues to put humanitarian in his border strategies, he's failing on humanitarian also, let alone the drugs and everything else going on. Well, you know, the amazing part of it, Sheriff Mark Donnells from Cochise County in Arizona, is, you know, we got through the midterms and everyone said, okay, well, you know, now we can kind of go back to normal. Nothing is changing for you. Right now, nothing is changing. And, you know, I have to tell you, Sheriff, that for me, I mean, you have been fighting this day in and day out for years, years, and your voice still isn't being heard. And when you've got governors like uh, Governor uh, uh, Greg Abbott from Texas and then Ron DeSantis from Florida sending people to whether it be Philadelphia or, you know, the Naval Yard in Washington or Martha's Vineyard, they get all insulted. You know, why should you have to suffer the burden? Why should the United States have to suffer the financial and the economic burden of four million people about whom we know nothing? This, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and complain, but I got to tell you, how has it changed your life? How has it changed the lives of American citizens, you know, who pay taxes, whose towns are overrun by these illegals? Well, let let me start off by saying this. The fentanyl, Arizona, southern Arizona, uh, led the nation in 2021 with fentanyl pill dosages. The dosages, 5 million were seized in southern Arizona in 2021. And that led the nation. The closest state to us was California with over a million. You look at this year, uh, 12,000 pounds of fentanyl have been seized on the southwest border. And by the way, Arizona, what I've been told here, is leading the dosages again when it comes to pills. It shows you we have an open border. You equate that to 300 deaths a day in schools, in families, in communities. That's changing the quality of life in every community. Then you look at the gangs, the crimes. In my county, since March of this year, March of 2022, to, to uh, end of November, uh, excuse me, yeah, end of October, excuse me, it was 500 plus victims of border-related crimes in my county. Wow. 500. There's not a day goes by. I worked yesterday. 
checked on. There was a pursuit with smugglers, crashed. Now we're involved. I mean, Border Patrol doesn't, involve crash, uh, doesn't investigate the crashes. We do. When people are killed, seven have been killed in my county as a result of just pursuits, resulted from pursuits. They're killed in my county or led to another county and died in the adjacent county. These are all crimes that are affecting the quality of life in our communities, Judge. And what I see is only a magnifying glass, small magnifying glass, what's going on in the country as a whole. We have to stand united. I don't care about the political side of this. I care about public safety, national security, and humanitarian. And all three are checked. All three are failing. Well, you know, now what we've got is all of a sudden we've got the Democrat uh, Arizona governor-elect who says the White House isn't doing enough about the border. And, uh, you know, she told uh, one of the stations that her state of Arizona uh, bore the brunt of decades of inactions from both parties in Washington, which I thought was rather interesting, given the fact that the surge is during her her party's uh, uh, administration. But, you know, when you at least get them to say some criticism, uh, then, you know, you know that it, it is real. But I think that America kind of forgets. America keeps moving. And yet you guys are suffering the burden of what's what's going on. I mean, how long can you do this? I mean, h- how do counties afford, you know, the, the social services, the education, uh, the, 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 the all of the problems, not even criminal, but the financial burden, the living who pays for this? Well, right now, the taxpayers do. The consumers in my county that pay taxes do. We're a rural county. You've been here. Yeah. To give you an example, the impact, just in the jail aspect of this, uh, last three months, it was $1.2 million just for border-related criminals. 40% of my jail right now is border-related crimes, 40%. I'm over capacity right now. The state of Arizona Bless their heart. Bless Governor Ducey on this. I truly mean this. Is paying those bills. He is paying to help prosecute. He is paying to help for my deputies to go out and force. He's provided additional resources for my department. If it wasn't for him, I would be in serious trouble because I'm asking the federal government. They're not reaching out and saying, Sheriff, what can we do for you? I'm not hearing that from Secretary Mayorkas. In fact, I've met with the man over a half a dozen times, and it was the most ineffective times I've ever had. He well, was what not kind of discussions? Uh, Sheriff Denells, what when you talk to this man Mayorkas and about what is happening, does he look at you and say the border's secure? I mean, does he run that crap by you? Let me we met with him and I was part of the Homeland Security Advisory Council, uh appointed on the previous administration. And one of the first things this secretary did, along with President Biden, was fire twenty eight out of thirty one Homeland Security Advisory members. I was one of them. Right now, there's not one person that sits on Homeland Security Advisory Council that is an active badge wearer. They are associations like our national sheriffs, but it's our executive director. He's never been a former cop uh, or been a cop. So there's nobody representing communities on that directly on the line of it or from the border areas. So it tells you they have not prioritized. So when I sit down with Secretary Marcus, we have presented – I have presented a 16-point action plan along with a dozen other sheriffs saying, here's some ideas. Let's talk. I brought up the thing about having due process, being a former judge, due process when it comes to having judicial immigration asylum immigration officers at the border. So nine out of ten of these immigration uh, cases can be heard immediately, and then they'd be deported because only nine out of ten are even eligible for it, or nine out of ten are not eligible for it, which means they're deported immediately. He even told me, I 100% agree with you, Sheriff, but not one thing has moved. 
And when I saw him several months later, I asked him, I said, where's our 16-point action plan, uh, Secretary? Oh, did, did you give me something, Sheriff? You, oh, my gosh. That just shows you, yes, th- there is no priority to secure this border. And anybody that uh, says different is just throwing out colorful words, comfort words. We see it. We, we're the, I started this, and I'll say it to you again. We have become the forgotten part of America when it comes to this border and what's going on, not just my county, but any county on the southwest border that truly elected officials want to engage in it. Did you ask Mayorkas why they're allowing this to happen? Does anyone point blank said, let's assume it's the border secure. You can't deny that that two and a half million, three million have, have actually crossed the border. Tell me, is the border secure? Do you believe that? I we haven't talked to Secretary Marcus. Last time I talked to him was a year ago, December. That's the last time I talked to him. The sheriffs, I'll just say it. I mean, there's a reason we came out with a vote of no confidence against him, because all we were there was for stage points and press points. So he can go back and tell people, yeah, I met with the sheriffs. Yeah. Listen, yep. Yep. we okay. want to be there to make a difference. And he has he has chose not to do that. Uh, when he I hear him all the time say, Judge, that, hey, the borders effectively secure. We got human humanitarian processes. Wow. I just stir. I just stir. It's an insult to our federal border patrol agents, an insult to uh, local law enforcement and our troopers that are doing the best they can to secure our country. Well, you know what? God bless them for what they're doing. But I got to tell you, you know, the seizure of cocaine, the seizure of fentanyl, I mean, and they don't even go to the next step, Sheriff Donnell, of talking about the fact that, the, you know, it is an open border allowing all kinds of drugs to come through. But, you know, uh, the, the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, says that, uh, you know, Mayorkas needs to resign over what he's done at the southern border uh, and saying that the House GOP majority is going to open investigations that could lead to impeachment. So, um, you know, they also have the power of the purse and the power to subpoena uh, and hopefully they'll be doing that. And I think McCarthy's pretty clear. If Mayorkas doesn't resign, they're going to investigate, as he says, every order, every action, every failure to determine whether they can begin impeachment. You know, it's a sad commentary when people in Congress have to move to impeach, not for political reasons, but for downright, you know, uh, uh, visible, you know, statistical reasons where our country is being invaded. What do you think, Sheriff Denells? I mean, you're down there. You have to ponder this issue over and over again. Why are they doing this? Why do you think they're doing this? Well, we know why they're doing it. Number one is for political ideologies. It is, truly is and a mission within the, their party. There's no doubt about that. And, and Mayorkas took an oath of office to secure this country and protect America. He has failed that. And that goes back to the rule of law. The rule of law has been set aside by Secretary Mayorkas, by President Biden for their own. I mean, when Senator Biden was in office, I mean, he believed in border security. President Biden, whatever happened, chose not to. That's political ideologies playing out. But I'll say this. If sheriffs, myself, for example, said, I'm not going to enforce the rule of law. I'm going to let people go beat their wives and their spouses, and I'm going to let people break into homes and harm people. I wouldn't be sheriff long in my county, I promise you. And I don't think any out of 3,000-plus counties, the community wouldn't put up with that. Why are we letting this happen just because they're at a bureaucracy level? I call it bureaucracy in the fact they're so protected because of their positions. That is a failure right there. Secretary Mayorkas needs to set the politics aside, do his job, protect the 60,000 men and women 
and uh, from Border Patrol, CBP, take mm-hmm. care of them. And I promise you, they're doing their best to take care of this country, but they have no leadership with him. Well, not only do they have no leadership with him, Sheriff Donnell's uh, uh, obviously talking about Mayorkas, but, you know, my concern is that, you know, with the budget limitations and with the cutback on Border Patrol, the agents have lost the morale. Uh, You know, they lost their kind of esprit de corps to do the job that, you know, they volunteered or decided that not volunteered, but decided that they would go into, you know, and I don't know how the administration is going to is going to handle that with the border patrol being totally disillusioned, not having the power that they need, not having the numbers they need, you know, and being they're actually being conned because on the one hand they're dealing with young children and they're dealing with, you know, the illegals coming through, and on the other hand, you know, the 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 influx of illegals in one area is meant to, you know, take the uh, the 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 uh, authority away from the drug dealers who are coming through another area i mean it's all a game it's it's like a shell game it, it is a shell game it's a deadly game too i have to put that on there it's a dangerous game but also you know and this is how we see things this is the lens of a border sheriff that truly believes in the rule of law my oath of office being former military before i was even 38 years in law enforcement here but is the fact that when i watch the cartels maneuver uh our communities maneuver this country, and that's what they're doing every day right. by soliciting drugs, the trafficking, you name it, of girls and sex and everything else. I, I look at this, and then I look at where's my state? Where's my governor? Where, where's my my uh, president? And right now it seems like every time we get a, uh, an edge on the cartels, this president, this administration maneuvers the other way on us. And Amazing. It's it, it is, and it's, I look and say, "Wow!" I mean, that's why when I say we feel we're forgotten, we're forgotten. The vice president of the United States has not been here, has not been to the southwest border. He went to El Paso for a photo op, and that's really what he went to the most protected area of the southwest border. Mm-hmm. But did you really see the communities? Did you really see the impact of Cochise County, Yuma County, Arizona, uh, Valverde, those kind of places in Texas? Of course not. Yeah. They went down there to, to make a statement. I'm here. Uh, I'm gone now, and has not been here since. She's well, gone and visited foreign countries, but not us. Well, yeah, and oh, and that's because she had never been to Europe. If you recall that interview she did, uh, yeah. I think with with NBC. In any event, Sheriff Mark Donnells. Oh, my heart bleeds for you. You've been fighting this for years on the border. I mean, to be in the situation you're in as the sheriff of Cochise County in Arizona, watching this day in and day out and not getting the support you need. uh, You know, you have our thoughts. You have our gratitude. uh, And hopefully uh, something will happen with the new Congress. Hopefully Mayorkas uh, you know, will be gone. And but you know, I don't have any hope. While Joe Biden is president, Americans are suffering, and you're the uh, you're the messenger who's telling us day in and day out about it. I thank you for joining us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show, Sheriff Donnells. Be well and God bless. God bless you too. Thank you, Judge. Thank for me. you. Bye bye. All right, and never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You know, the midterms are over. But the problem remains the same. 
The crisis at the border is only getting worse. The election may or may not have consequences as it relates to the border. You heard from Sheriff Mark Donnells. It is a nightmare at the southwest border. Sheriff Donnell says he feels as though he's the forgotten part of America. And now we have a federal judge by the name of Emmett Sullivan, the judge who didn't want to dismiss, did not want to dismiss the charges against Michael Flynn when the Department of Justice under Bill Barr and the defense agreed that those charges should be dropped. Emmett Sullivan has now said that we no longer need to keep people out, illegals out, under Title 42 as more and more checkpoints are being opened up to illegals. At the hearings, you know, Secretary Mayorkas said that the world is suffering a migration crisis and America is no difference. But the difference is that we have a leadership crisis in this country. When Commissioner Chris Magnus resigned after being told by by Mayorkas that he should resign, Nothing has changed. They're looking for a scapegoat. And the DHS is pushing back on the call of Kevin McCarthy, the new Speaker of the House, calls for him to resign based upon not just the disaster at the border, but the lies to the American people. It's time for members of Congress to do better than simply point a finger at someone else. Since Mayorkas has no plans to resign, And he continues to lie that the administration inherited a broken and dismantled immigration system, which they did not. It was during the Trump era that the wall was being built, that the system was organized, that there was a plan in place. Right now, McCarthy is what America needs to call on Mayorkas to explain or to resign. We have to put a solution to this. The Democrats are not interested. They had the House the Oval, and the Senate, and they weren't interested in shutting down the border. America is suffering financially, economically, emotionally, and you heard from Sheriff Donnells of Cochise County the outrageous numbers of crime and the outrageous number of illegals who are dying from exposure at the the border. It's a sad commentary when he says that there are more than a 1,000 that have been killed as a result of their effort to get across to the United States. 12,000 pounds of fentanyl seized. 40% of people at the jail are for border-related crimes, not for being illegal, but for border-related crimes. They've got 500 victims of border-related crimes in, in Cochise County in just this year alone. Folks, this is a nightmare. We've got to end it, and we've got to end it soon. I can't believe we're out of time already, but make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Take care. 